Everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 44 of Justified Pursuit. Glad to have you here. Uh, alongside, as always, my good friend, Counselor Chisholm Cook. It's been uh, it's been like 10 days since we taped. We're, we're not missing a week, but I think we taped on Monday last week, and it's Friday now, so it's been a minute. But it's good to see you. You too, man. Um, yeah, it's. I think it feels even a little bit more disjointed after you know, the long, long break for Africa. And I guess that was also including my family river trip. So mm-hmm. three episodes since then with including this one, um, we're, we're getting back into the swing of things. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Been shooting some dove, taking the kids out, took them out of school, um, which they thought was awesome. That's our family tradition anyway, um, much to their mother's dismay, but Shot a limit by 7.30, and then Henry was like, well, that sucks. We finished so fast. Now I have to go to school. So, <laughs> uh, so Miss I, a little bit more, Dad. I, I Burn through right. a few more of those Kents. You get yeah. them for free anyway. Yeah, that is true. Um, but, yeah, no, so all good here. We're going to have uh, Dove Poppers tonight and, and have the hearts as appetizers, which is Stella's favorite thing in the world, so. She's excited about it. She's added up. She's like, we got 15 opening day, and then you got nine the next day. So that's 23 hearts. And then she's like, we each get five and three people four hearts, but okay. get six. Well, Aaron won't eat them. So four nice. of us get to split it up. Yeah. Uh, do yourself a favor and brine those dub breasts. Trust me. <sighs> that means I could literally have to do that right after we stop taping. No, but you don't have to do okay. it. Dude, it's like it'll take like 30 minutes to what brine do you them. what brine them in what salt water? Yeah. All right. Yeah, just throw some. I mean, you can just look up a simple brine, but I mean, just about anything you want in it, you really only need basically a cup of salt and I don't know, half a gallon of water, right? Boil it mm-hmm. to get that salt blended in real quick, real good, or dissolved real good, and then let it cool. But you know, you can throw a little bit of vinegar in there, you can throw some brown sugar in, whatever. Um, but you don't need to do it very long because they're so small, right? Like a whole chicken takes, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half to brine, but a dove yeah. takes 20, 30 minutes. It will blow your mind how big of a difference it makes. And I mean, do you feel like even with bacon wrapping that dove meat tends to get a little dry? Yeah, it can. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I don't think it tastes bad. So I guess that's why I've never thought to brine it. Yeah, but it's, it's not the just... taste. It, it locks the moisture in. Okay. Brining is more about moisture retention than it is about flavor. It's both. Right. I mean, it helps with the flavor too, right? get a little salt into the meat, but really what it does is lock moisture in, um, especially on lean meats, especially on white meats, things that'll get real dry. If you just overcook them a little bit, mm-hmm. it just, it'll, I mean, like it makes a dove breast like juicy, which at first I'll I let you know tonight like how it's received. Do it. Um, do yeah, it. do it. Are you heading to the ranch to, uh, shoot some dove soon? Not this weekend. Okay. Ashley and I have a big project um i guess we probably haven't talked about it but we uh purchased a small commercial property a commercial property here in our uh town of bulverde uh uh, in what they call the bulverde village which is like our downtown which doesn't even have a stop sign right 
Yeah. But it's a growing, neat little scene. A couple of good restaurants, a little winery that's gone in. Long term, Ashley plans to, uh, wants to build a wedding venue on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the hilltop, looking over a couple of canyons. You have mentioned that y'all got an argument over this one time, but I don't remember what it was about. But you have mentioned this. I on the I had several arguments, I would imagine, <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember what. Oh, the um, one that we fight over all the time now is vaccines. So anyway, back to your story. More about you, less about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch that one today. Uh, so so uh, in the in the meantime... Uh, we're going to start hosting a farmer's market on Monday, uh-huh. uh, Labor Day. It'll be the first and third Monday of every month going forward. We've got like nine or 10 vendors lined up. Um, and we're spreading the word around town and hoping to have a good showing. So we're getting ready for all of that. Starts at two o'clock on Monday. Um, we have some listeners of this show in my neck of the woods here. So any of y'all who are listening that are in striking distance of Bulverde, come check it out. Um, cool. yeah. And beyond that, I am going to try to get up in the morning and run over to comfort and see if I can bag that access dough that I was supposed to bag last weekend. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't want to let your family down again. Epic fail. Yeah. Got to make, got to make do make good on that. I, um, I went up to Wisconsin last week, two weeks ago. I don't know. Uh, but I forgot to mention that I had beers with one of our listeners, Preston, who's been on our show. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, he lives in outside of Madison. So he took me to a, a brewery there and we had some cheese curds and some spotted cows. Delicious. What were you doing in Wisconsin? I went up to Vortex Optics headquarters. Ah, uh, cool. Get the tour. And they had a virtual simulator there where you get, they hand you a, a Glock that has CO2 cartridge uh, in it. So when you pull the trigger, it actually vibrates and makes a bang. And then they put you in a, it's like projected projection screens on in a semicircle. So it's like right. you're in this virtual reality and it's intense, man. They have, and they use it for a lot for law enforcement and stuff, but they can um, create different outcomes from these scenarios. And so they're like, okay, this one's a little, first we did a movie theater and these are like active shooter situations. Um, then they took me and they did one in a high school where 14 year old kids Ugh. are killing other kids graphic. I mean, there's dead people laying around and then you go in the library and this kid has a gun to this girl's head and he like sticks his head out a couple times and he's yelling at you the whole time. He's like, I'll do it. MF. You're supposed to shoot him in the head. Cause well, I didn't ultimately he shot her and killed her and then killed himself. <laughs> and I was like, bastard. Yeah. So, uh, but they, but it shows you where your bullets impacted. Like if it was a good shot, if it was a miss, um, pretty fascinating. And you can, for, for law enforcement, they have you, they're recording your audio. So you're supposed to actually try to talk the perps down and then you go back and say, well, I think I said this and actually you didn't, you, you didn't say that at all. You just shot Hmm. him. (laughs) So, uh, but it was pretty cool. And I did not know that that level of technology existed for, for that kind of training, but, um, yeah, it was badass. It's probably the tip of the iceberg as far as what's out there for, uh, training of those, uh, that, that type of training, but, um, that is pretty cool. So did you bring me a scope back? Mm -mm, No, didn't, didn't bring, didn't bring one back for myself either. 
I would like Justified Pursuit Nation to know what a miserly dick my best friend Cable is. <laughs> um. Anyway, what about constitutional carry? That opened up in our state on September this week, September 1st. Yep. Have you seen a bunch of cowboys walking around with guns on their hip since then? Everywhere. Thousands. Thousands <laughs> and thousands of deranged, borderline homeless, redneck, meth head looking vagrants running around with uh you know a pistol on each hip and you know ar strapped across their shoulder yeah yeah me too. nope haven't, haven't seen a single gun thing. since the first not surprising just like we didn't see a single gun back when they passed open carry five years ago or whatever that was mm-hmm. which i told you i've only done once on the first day just to see if anyone even knew that i was allowed to do it no one said anything I haven't done it since I preferred not to let a bad guy know that i have a gun as do as anybody who carries a gun. Right. The only use for that thing, and I think the primary reason it was passed is, you know, it was illegal to print before, meaning print, print, meaning, I know you know all this, right? But print would mean that your gun is like showing through your shirt or your shirt hikes up and it's showing like actually out. Mm-hmm. Before open carry passed, that was, I think, a crime, right? I mean, it was, yeah, you get in trouble for mm-hmm. your gun showing either covered but printing or, or, or out and so what open carry really did was just eliminate the anxiety about jumping out of your truck and going into the gas station and your gun showing mm-hmm. um which probably still would freak people out in a lot of bigger cities i know that i've never intentionally open carried but running to the ranch and back there have been times in south texas where i've jumped out and my 40 caliber glock was completely exposed as i walked in and out of a road ranger truck stop and yeah nobody better than i right so, right um of course this is a whole different deal we went over it pretty extensively back around episode 37 8 i don't know um where we talked through all these new second amendment bills here in texas but this is constitutional carry so uh, you no longer need a concealed carry permit to carry a firearm handgun i guess my wife just walked over and flicked me on for some reason <laughs> hopefully she's just being playful i think she was but i don't know it's probably uh, because you're talking to me the anti-vax i'm uh, i'm not anti-vax i'm just unvaxed and <laughs> <laughs> i plan on staying that way why I, we're not going to even get into that um but we are going to talk about ivermectin so i guess today. we are going to talk about it a little bit because this past week fauci came out and said don't take ivermectin it is a it's a sham. Basically, what my doctor told me um, when I asked about it is before going to Africa. Hey, doc, can you prescribe me some ivermectin in case I get sick over there? He's like, you need to get the shot, or you're risking your life. Well, basically, what Fauci just came out and said called called you Chisholm Cook, who's taking ivermectin to fight COVID. You're a lunatic. That isn't that isn't approved. We are not advocating for that here at the uh, WHO. CDC doesn't approve it. You're a moron. But, oh, Chisholm Cook, do you feel better after taking affirmation? Yeah, the same cohort of agencies that were funding gain of function, the same cohort of agencies that did things like the Tuskegee experiments. I'm supposed to just believe everything that comes out of their mouths now because, oh, they've all changed and everything's so much different. Humanity has evolved dramatically in the last 30 to 40 years. There is no bad intent. 
or malicious intent from any government actor or any scientist. They're all effing saints. Hmm. I don't trust any of them. I don't either. Not a one. Not at all, frankly. Um, particularly, so I always talk about the guys at No Agenda. Love them. And the way they break down what the media is saying to us, right? And they'll pull clip after clip after clip of CNN, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, Fox News, you name it, right? Everybody is subject to exposure by the No Agenda guys. Mm-hmm. And they played a whole bunch of clips in yesterday's episodes episode of people, both government officials, but also just like, you know, medical analysts for CNN or whoever, right? Doctors who have been spouting the same, you know, lockstep mantra for a year and a half now. They played a whole bunch of clips of these people talking about ivermectin. And when you hear the words they say and then listen to the analysis that these guys offer, you realize they're not actually lying. They're just full of shit because what they talk about is always the vet, the, the, the first and foremost, they only will acknowledge the veterinary products, right? Mm-hmm. They won't acknowledge doctors prescribing human capsules of ivermectin. They'll, some of them will say it's primarily used as a horse dewormer and ignore the fact that for it's been prescribed to humans 4 billion times and counting for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. They won't acknowledge the fact that the NIH, and I was looking at this this morning, I found three links that I sent to a buddy of mine of NIH. Uh, this is NIH your vaccinated website. buddy who just got COVID. That's right. <laughs> um, what is it called? Med- medpage.com, which is an NIH website that, co- that, that basically posts scientific medical uh, studies, right? Uh-huh. There were three studies in the last 18 months that state in the abstract at the beginning that Ivermectin is a multi-purpose, multifaceted drug that has been shown to be over the last eight to 10 years, highly effective at stopping the reproduction of numerous viruses, uh, Zika, um, Zika, uh, hang on just a second. I'm going to look it up just cause I'm on this rant now. My, uh, one of, one of my friends, you know, him, Dylan, his, um, his father-in-law just got um west nile virus dude he, oh, that's one of the he, ones on this list he lost all of his like brain function and stuff and he was like mumbling and, and no, they thought he just had covid really bad he didn't end up having covid they took him to the hospital tested him for all these things he's like you have west nile what the hell hmm. no this is the time of year you'd probably expect it mosquitoes mm-hmm. raging so this thing had said that it works on numerous rna viruses now, I'm not scientifically adept enough to understand an RNA virus versus an mRNA vaccine. But SARS is listed as an RNA virus. <clears throat> so here, here are, here's a list of viruses. So, it's, you know, they like to dismiss it as an anti-parasitic, right? And then, mm-hmm. so then, then the really dishonest reporting, they'll be like, so it's just a dewormer. Right. Oh, it's a broad spectrum anti-parasite. Guess what a virus is? As we've pointed out numerous times, it's a parasite. So it would kind of make sense that maybe it would treat this type of parasite too. And it, it, it does. It's been used against Zika, dengue, yellow fever, West Nile, something called Hendra, avian flu, hmm. and previous versions of SARS. 
which is part of the why, reason why coronaviruses broadly are listed as one of the things you can treat a horse or a cow for with ivermectin. Did you know that? It's actually on the label. It's actually on the label. Did you? But anyway, getting back to my point, all of these media outlets, they like to point out that it's all these people taking horse medicine right. and that they're flooding into uh, emergency rooms all across the country with overdoses. The amount of ivermectin you have to take to overdose, first of all, I, I would imagine that's a bull-faced lie. Bull-faced flat out. I bet in each one of these states, there's less than a handful of cases like that, which, you know, if that's never happened before, and then all of a sudden you have oh, yeah, five, no, Fauci said it's an infinite it could, increase. It could be very, it could have a negative health impact if you take the ivermectin. Right, but they won't specify what those are. They won't specify what those are. There was something specifically, though. This one doctor was claiming, oh, I know what it was. She was talking about the horse drug and then made this blanket statement that there's no evidence that it works against COVID. And they were like, she's actually right. There is no evidence, statistical, you know, scientific data that supports the idea that the stuff you buy at Tractor Supply works against COVID in humans because those studies have never been conducted. But what there is, is a pile of effing data, 60 something studies globally and counting showing that it appears to be quite effective if you take a capsule of ivermectin dosed for your body weight as a human. The truth is, I would imagine the horse shit works just fine. Mm -hmm. But nobody's testing that. So this reporter slash doctor, like that's how, they, that's how they lie without lying, right? Oh, all these people are going to the hospital taking this horse dewormer and it doesn't even work. Nobody's saying that it does. But they're saying that the molecule ivermectin seems to work if dosed in the appropriate dosage and given to you as early as possible, once infected with the virus mm -hmm. or as a prophylactic, let's stop talking about that crap. They're did you lying. see, did you see, here's a funny, uh, it's too cheap. D did you see that these white tailed deer have tested positive with COVID in Ohio? They're killing, they're killing dogs. Uh, I believe there's some lions or tigers being euthanized at the San Antonio zoo. I heard the other day. I think that's what? the case. Yeah, man. There's animals all basically that's what I'm getting at. Part of the reason that all of these farmers started taking ivermectin a whole dude. I know farmers in South Texas that started taking ivermectin from tractor supply in March of last year. Right. This is not like be And the reason, like I said, is because those people have been dealing with this drug all this time. And they've known that when their horse gets a cold or their cow gets a cold, it's probably a coronavirus that gave the animal the cold and coronaviruses are listed on the document for the drug. So they were aware of that. So they're like, oh, it's a coronavirus. I bet ivermectin will work. Hmm. Like, what did you say that got me off on that tangent? Oh, these, oh, these deer that had tested positive in Ohio. Yeah. So my point is, you know, this, this crap apparently supposedly well, actually, at least they had antibodies. So they'd had it and then they'd gotten better. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I don't deny the fact that this virus started from some sort of animal population. I'm convinced and nobody will ever convince me otherwise that it was manipulated by the lab in Wuhan for whatever nefarious or, you know, benevolent purposes they claim. It came from animals in the first place. So it's not surprising that it's spreading among animals. It also wouldn't shock me if it's a different variant of coronavirus that they're testing positive for the antibodies of. And our damn methods are not precise enough to actually know that it's this freaking virus. Who knows, dude? Did you see that uh, your buddy Joe Rogan of course. got the Roni? Mm -hmm. And now he is what, being 
ripped left, right, and center for acknowledging on Instagram that he took ivermectin. And has he been vaccinated? That's interesting. Um, I don't know. Because with a platform as big as his, I think that's an important question. So I have heard him say, going back several months, several months ago, he did say somewhat definitively he had not taken it. I mean, like back in like the spring. Uh And he even explained on the show one time that they were all supposed to take it for one of those UFC fights that they were doing, like on that island with Mm -hmm. no, with no uh, fight island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, either there, or the, I know they started doing them in Florida too, which is empty arenas late last year. So for one of these fights, he was supposed to take it. And then for some, I can't remember why, but he didn't end up, they either canceled the whole event or something happened and he didn't end up having to take the vaccine. And at that time he said, and I haven't taken it and I'm still fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't definitively said that since again, the no agenda guys talked about this a fair bit. Um, Adam Curry's been on Joe's show multiple times. That's how I found out about him. And Adam Curry speculated that he thinks he has taken it, but he doesn't really have, he's like, I've never asked him. He's never asked me. So I don't really know why he was saying that. He thinks that he has, I still kind of get the sense that I don't, I don't think that he has. It ran through his house and he didn't get it, but his wife and kids got it. Um, Either way, whether he had it or not, he still felt the need to do the, uh, what is that? Antibody? Um, he took a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he did basically everything you could possibly do, but the chlor, uh, hyd- you know what I'm talking about? That new antibody treatment? Yeah, something. but I don't know what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mono, mono, monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. Mm. He did monoclonal ad- antibodies. He took a bunch of ivermectin. He did like three other things and he basically felt kind of, you know, halfway shitty for two days and then was over. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, but but the biggest all, all the stuff he listed, the whole media, you know, um, establishment is flipping their lids because he threw the name the word ivermectin out there. Good for him. It's amazing how they want to just demonize it, man. Like demonize it. Like you're a effing moron, dumbass, redneck, you know, backwoods trumper. Yeah, tr- yeah, exactly. Insurrectionist. If you right. think there's any chance that this gift from God that was discovered in the seventies could potentially help just, you know, like I pointed, tried to point out to my friend who buys the media's narrative on this. It's been shown to be effective at stopping viral replication. It's actually, according to the NIH been shown to prevent COVID 19 viral replication in Petri dishes. But then they say that there's no data that shows it has helped stop it in actual human, whatever. My youngest brother, it's an um, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Go ahead. There's so many. No, there's so many good byproducts of ivermectin. Yeah. Um, but my youngest brother, you said the word insurrectionist. Anyway, we had our fantasy football draft last night. Yeah, let's switch over to that. I don't and his team name is the insurrectionist. Do you think that's a shot at me? This is my woke brother. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, the cool I noticed thing that I was like, you ass. Well, I think it's funny. I mean, you yeah. should you should laugh about it for sure. I uh, I'm thankfully becoming less and less like I for a long time. I've always felt the need to like convince people of whatever I thought was right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look back over the course of my life, I realized that certainly in my say like late twenties and early thirties, what I thought was right was crap. So 
trying to convince people of those things at that time was clearly flawed. Um, now I think differently about virtually everything. And I look around and I see that the, you know, I don't know if it's the majority, but a significant number of people in my life can still turn on any given cable news station other than Fox and believe everything they're told from it. Um, And what I've realized is everybody has to come to grips with this reality of disinformation on their own terms. I can't convince anybody, you know, I can point things out if we want to have a random conversation, but I think being red pilled is a slow drip process. It was for me, man. Like the last 24 months has been this sort of building process of, um, of starting, of really starting to see the media contradicting itself and turning on a dime and flipping narratives. And, you know, obviously through the COVID-19 pandemic, the way that they're able to manipulate everybody's beliefs on a day-to-day basis, you know, saying here, take this vaccine, it's 95% effective. And then, Oh, actually, you're going to get the virus anyway, but it's really, it's 95% of keeping you out of the hospital and you know, what, whatever, right? Like the, the way they just keep cha- like they can just, I mean, then this is 1984 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently animal farm too, where it's like, they change the narrative, they change the history, they change the rules. And then they just pretend like it was always like this. And everybody's like, Oh, oh yeah, it was always like this. Yeah. You get enough of that crap. If you're willing to challenge you're willing to just open your eyes and accept the fact that maybe you're being deliberately manipulated and deceived you start to see it and you start to put these things together but it it just takes like it's still a building process right like i dove into mofax last year blew my mind last summer all the things i learned from listening to that um but even still like you get all the way to the january 6th thing and i had like a borderline panic attack that night because between the parlor thing and these people storm in the Capitol and, you know, all of the weird idiosyncrasies that Time magazine a month later then acknowledged in an article about the election, all these things. Right. It's like that was like. I would say I was pretty well red pilled before, um, but I had shifted over to thinking, well, there's one side that's telling the truth. And as we've discussed, what I came out of the January 6th thing with the realization is that none of them are telling the truth. Yeah. And everything's a 50-50 coin flip at best. Um, that's a hard thing to just accept. Um, and it's certainly a hard thing to just explain in a 45-minute conversation with a loved one who has to start from scratch. To Like, you start trying to explain how all these things interconnect and you sound like the crazy person. You do. You sound like the freaking uh, conspiracy yeah. theorist. Which is... So, I have two brothers. One is... 38 i just turned 40 the other one is 31 i'm in the middle jansen the the one that i'm closest to in age is way the hell out there on the conspiracy theory thing and he researches i mean he he talks about i do the research i i I don't get my news from guarantee you he's right about more than he's wrong about i i yeah but when he starts talking to chris my youngest brother he's like you're just a fucking yahoo way out in left field all by yourself on an island dude Nobody believes this shit. I mean, that's what he, that's his response to him. Right. And I'm just kind of like, I don't do that digging that he does. And I don't, I, but I do think, yeah, when he tells me something, he's like, here's this, here's the resources. Here's the link to this article. You should read it. Dude. Um, when, okay. Hydroxychloroquine is a great example, right? You go back to last summer and hydroxychloroquine was the ivermectin of 2020, right? 
being mm-hmm. demonized. Oh, Trump, blah, people taking bleach, blah, blah, all, you know, just crazy, like psychotic, hyper over aggressive response to, to hydroxychloroquine. And then in May of 2021, the New York Times publishes a summary of a report that says, oh, actually, hydroxychloroquine was super successful in New York State in particular last year at keeping people from dying from COVID. Nobody talks about hydroxychloroquine at all anymore, right? My point is, same thing with the, with the Wuhan lab leak, right? Just five months ago, we were conspiracy theorists for being willing to talk about that. And now everybody realizes it's probably exactly what happened, right? Yeah. And again, it's just a matter of whether it was deliberate or not. What I'm getting at is somebody like your brother, I'm not saying every single rabbit hole he runs down is correct, mm-hmm. but when somebody tells you something that sounds kind of crazy like that, give it 24 months before you judge it. That's where I get, that's what I'm getting at with the idea of like being red pilled slowly, right? Like yeah. so many of these things end up coming out. Here's a great example. Do you think in the seventies and early eighties, there were people talking about the outcomes of what is now called M- acknowledged as MK ultra. Like mm. I guarantee you there were conspiracy theorists talking about the government giving people acid, um, you know, using, you know, the CIA using the news organizations to basically control the minds of the populace, right? All of that would have been dismissed out of hand as crazy talk. But fast forward to now, and it's all been acknowledged by the government, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway. But I guess I never had to be red-pilled. I guess that's just the way I always was and have been. But so so that term... I don't think applies to me specifically, but right. I mean, who it applies to is anybody who generally trusted what they were being told. Right. Um, you know, and then at some point finally comes to the realization that they can't trust anything that they're being told. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, Biden fell asleep while talking to the Israeli prime minister this week. It appears there's a clip out there. The only thing that makes you know, he's not just dead is he occasionally moved his thumbs, but his eyes are closed. <laughs> The guy's talking to him in English, so it's not like he couldn't understand what he was saying. So I, I, I brought that up at our fantasy football draft last night. And one of the guys just off the cuff was like, well, it's not as bad as what Trump would have done. I'm like, what does that have to do? There's just that. Uh, I'm not a Trumper, man. I don't care. I'm a conservative. I like small government. I like my guns. That doesn't mean that I'm like. I like a president I'm, who's not senile and, and lacking. Yeah, and incapacitated, right? That yeah. that that whole like, well, Trump, right? And it, you know, I was like, what did Trump have to do with this conversation? Trump people were doing it with Obama in you know f- the last four years, right? Say yeah. somebody would say something about Trump. Oh, he's not as bad as Obama, but you know, so it, it it it's both sides and it's continuous, right? But I will say that like anybody who is defending that senile old bat as well it's not as bad as trump or finding some excuse to just dismiss what is so blatantly and clearly obvious if you watch any any two to three minute stretch that he has put on tape going back to a year and a half ago is going to show his lack of capacity his diminished mental state anybody who doesn't have a problem with that I, I, I are like beyond help, man. I, I can't even, I can't even, 
I, I just how he's anybody, done so many how things anybody, just in the last know. week, dude. Like him checking his watch while they're pulling the thirteen Marines off of the plane. Did you see that? Checking his watch, like, uh, when is this going to be over? I've got somewhere to go. Like you, these these guys died on your watch. Yeah, the dads too. The dads were on. Um, I guess it was Fox News, and I watched that interview. It was uh, one of them refused to meet with Biden. The other one met with him. The one that met with him said that all Biden wanted to do was talk about his own son. Didn't really. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> he said, I, "I'm pretty sure it ended up with that guy yelling at Biden." He didn't come out and say that he yelled at him, but I think it was a pretty terse ending to the conversation. He's like, "I saw the other day that some parent." uh yelled at him oh the, the mom yeah, of one, one of them yeah right okay i thought it was a mom yeah mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah it's just but here's the here's the thing though they're doing a great job of hiding kamala because she's nowhere to be found oh yeah man absolutely nowhere yeah, where's no, she they, they, they know she's she's bad news man no i i think i i really think the democrats know they're in a real pickle man they can't keep showing biden although you know here the last since the afghanistan thing all of a sudden all the news organizations seem to be in lockstep because they're all in the pockets of the military industrial complex but <clears throat> they're starting to show his flubs they're starting to show his stumbles right and then to your point like <laughs> they'll try to dude kamala harris is so effing terrible <laughs> that they'll hide her for three or four months and they'll coach her the whole time. Did I, did, have we talked about that article I read in the Washington Post about how they had told her not to cackle? They spent or did they the tell her to cackle? Three or four months of this year trying to coach her about the cackling, trying to coach, coach her about her approach, trying to approach her about, you know, trying to coach her through a better demeanor, a better way of interacting. This was, you know, while underlying all this was the drama about the border and her not going to the border. Right. And then she does that Lester Holt interview where she cracks up and she says, well, I've never been to Europe either. And just dismisses the whole thing. Like it's a joke. And they, then she goes back into hiding. Right. And then these hit piece articles start coming out about how, what, what ends up happening, what everybody has to understand is that DC is nothing but a cesspool of backstabbing. Right. And you know, you, you've got CIA spooks feeding information to, speaking of that, don't let me forget, I need to bring up um, the Fox News chick, um, Dana Perino, and this thing she said about the deep state the other day. Mm. I have to make a note. Anyway, <clears throat> they, um, you know, you, you've got different agencies leaking information to get back at other agencies or specific individuals, right? Well, when it comes to these actual politicians, when the politician's not doing bad, the staff starts to leak information about why to cover their own asses, right? Because they want to get employed by the next vice president's office. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if it looks like a staff failure, then all of those staffs get marked, you know, as not helpful, right? So what ends up happening is the staff staffs, staffs stab their own bosses in the back or, like, as has been the case here, you've got infighting between the president's office and apparently Mrs. Biden, first lady Biden hates Kamala Harris for the thing, for calling him a rapist and a racist. It's hard to blame her. So you got her staff and his staff against Kamala's staff. But then with Kamala, she's so effing terrible. You've got Kamala's staff infighting amongst itself. Right. So this stuff comes out in the Washington Post and the Washington Post explains 
of course, all through, you know, you, you know, um, uh, unnamed sources, right? That they had spent three or four months at the beginning of the year trying to coach Kamala and how they were all pretty disturbed to see how she handled that Lester Holt border crisis interview. So she goes back into, you know, politician boot camp only to reemerge at the head of this Afghan crisis and do the same thing again. So now she's got to stick her back in the closet again. Keep, you know, (laughs) keep brainwashing her into not sucking so terribly to where now she's got like a 55% and it goes up like a point or two every week. This poll, 55% of poll respondents believe she is not fit or qualified to be the president of the United States. Yeah. She, um, she was in Thailand doing something while, yeah, while we were while Afghanistan was imploding on us, or while I, I saw a stat the other day, two hundred thousand illegals came through in July across the Texas border. Yep, nobody gives a shit. Nobody. The Biden administration just pretends like it isn't happening. What are well, we going to do with all these people who've come here and all of these Afghanis that we've now brought here? They're just going to make them citizens. What are they going to do? What's the end game there? I mean, that's their goal, but they definitely want to let them vote without IDs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then you just oh, have Dana Perino. Okay, I know I talked about this one time. <clears throat> um, that is the end game, by the way. Vote without IDs. That's it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the Democrats have held the state of California for as long as they have? <clears throat> um, Dana Perino. Yeah. So Dana Perino is the smoking hot blonde chick from Fox News. I'm going to look know, her up. Version 5.0, the, the most the most recent high profile smoking hot blonde chick at Fox News. Also former press secretary for George W. Bush. Um, okay. I had noticed. So I've, I listened to a podcast for eh, a while, for a, a long okay. time. A little bit of horse face going on there, but all right. I looked her up. <laughs> Smoking hot, mm. attractive blonde. You could go with that. It's pretty cute. You maybe, oversold. May, maybe try a couple of other pictures of her, dude. All right. You know, a, a, a weird smile can always make anybody look like a horse. <clears throat> look at her when she's just talking casually. Um, I had no. So I had listened to this podcast for I don't know, probably two years that she and um, uh, Chris Styrewalt did together. Chris Styrewalt was a Fox News guy for a long, long time. He was the guy that was like the head boss of their um, election night, uh, you know, basically their vote counting room, you know, like mm-hmm. when they would go to the, the dudes who were like analyzing the data. Chris Steyerwalt's like an expert in polling, an expert in voting. He's a historical expert. He's a brilliant guy. Uh, but he's also the guy who they chopped off his head the day after the election this past year because he's the one who called to for called Arizona at like 7 p.m., 15 minutes after it opened or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did this podcast together for a long time. So I kind of got to quote, know her listening to that. And, you know, he was like the straight guy, serious, lots of points to make. She was always like this fluff, nonsensical addition. Right. But she's a smart, smart lady. Then I'd see her periodically. I don't ever watch cable news, but you can't help but see it from time to time. Right. And I would see her. She's on the five. She's been on the five for several years, but now she has her own show uh, at like two o'clock in the afternoons or something. And, you know, on the five, she was always so guarded with what she would have to say that she almost seemed nervous from time to time, right? Like she was always trying to think three steps ahead on terms of like how she was saying things, right? Mm-hmm. So the no agenda guys point out to point out one time 
in the past year that they think she's a spook that they think she's probably CIA, but some sort of, you know, intelligence asset or actually an agent. And they point out, you know, if you're George W. Bush's telecommunications director, press secretary, George W. Bush, whose daddy H.W. Bush was the godfather of the CIA, right? That whole clan is tied into all of these CIA psyops, clandestine operations, you know, the trouble that they create in Southeast Asian countries in order to take them over and drill their oil, all that crap, right? That's all legit. It's all real. It's all documented. It's all acknowledged by the government. That family has such deep ties into the deep state. It wouldn't surprise me for one bit that they would select an intelligence agent agent for press secretary, right? So last week, she's on the five. And I mean, as soon as he said it, I was like, of course, dude, that's exactly the case. This lady is an probably again CIA asset. And ever, ever since everything I see come out of her mouth, it is so obvious that she's got an agenda. She's trying to help push a certain message, right? It, like, it's one of those things. It's like once you see it, you can't not see it, right? Mm. So last week on the five, they're talking about the Afghanistan pullout. And I think somebody, maybe Biden in particular, uh, himself, I mean, maybe it was the administration in general, was saying something negative about the CIA slash intelligence operations role in this event, right? And so she points out, you know, it's, it's never a good idea for a president to challenge the, his intelligence agencies. Because um, you really want your intelligence agencies working for you, not against you. Right. And one of the other members of the five goes, okay, but what if, like in this case, they screwed up? Like, are we not allowed to hold them accountable? Is the president not allowed to hold these intelligence agencies accountable? And she stutters. Uh, she's like, uh, well, I, I, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you, you can try it, but the empire always strikes back. That's huh. exactly what she said. The empire always strikes back. She said, so if you want to call out the intelligence agencies, you better proceed at your own risk. Just ask Chuck Schumer. There was a famous quote last year, maybe the year prior, where Chuck Schumer was explaining, you can't say, he's, this is on, you can, I'll, again, when I catch up on show notes, I'll put it in there. But Senate, minor, I guess he's majority leader now. Yeah. Democrat Chuck Schumer from New York said something almost exactly the same where he basically said, you can't talk about the intelligence agencies agencies in this town or they'll make your life hell and make you disappear. Not physically disappear, right? But just like ruin you and, you know, turn you into a ghost. Well, maybe they do make you physically disappear. I don't know. I know that it's undoubtedly happened. Anyway, the main point is she referred to the intelligence agencies specifically as the empire, right? And all of this imperialism we were talking with the guys last week about in Afghanistan and everything, we all we know all of this is intelligence driven, right? Like I, I, I don't know. Wish man. We it would was, have had those guys on after the explosion. You know, I I, I don't think that their opinions. Would I think have we had a probably, fantastic conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for I sure. Think, I think that would have just had them angrier. Yeah. And they were already pretty damn candid as it was. So. Mm, Worked out okay. But yeah, the that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. The Empire always strikes back. She straight up warned Joe Biden, you better stop trying to throw the intelligence agencies under the bus or you're going to get effed. So yeah, to me, well, 
first of all, it proves exactly what Adam Curry said about her. She's definitely got, she's an asset of the CIA, whether she's an actual personally like trained spook or not, I assume she is. Um, and she straight up called it. She was like, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Hmm. Like I said, one of her co-hosts is like, well, what if they're wrong? And she's like, yeah, you're still not allowed to do That's that. That's not so can't do a that. good thing in my opinion. Yeah. No, it's a terrible, terrible thing, dude. If this country uh, ends up imploding on itself, it will be in large part due to our deep state. And I hear a black helicopter over my house as I speak. Yeah. Um, this has nothing to do with the deep state, but it has to do with uh, censorship. I posted a picture of a rattlesnake on Instagram this week. No, fa- first I posted on Facebook. It was an albino rattlesnake. And I said that someone had caught. And I said, yeah, if I saw that, I would stomp on it and make a hat band out of it. Be a badass hat band. And they suspended my account for three days and said that I was guilty of promoting harm and coordinating crime. No, promoting crime and coordinating harm is what it was. Those were their two pillars that I had violated. So killing a rattlesnake that could potentially tag someone like kids dog whatever around the ranch house is promoting harm coordinating crime whatever vice versa but you get the gist of it and it's not illegal to kill a rattlesnake uh there's no limit you can kill as many as you want you can make hat pans you can eat them you can do whatever the hell you want with a rattlesnake you could stomp on its head and throw it in the bushes if you wanted to do that it's a freaking snake and i love wildlife and i'm not going around killing all the rattlesnakes I see how oh, we've seen them at your ranch. We don't kill them all, but uh, that one was going to make a nice hat band. And so I just kind of offhandedly said that. And then, so then I'm suspended for three days on, on Facebook. I then post a screenshot of them saying that I'm banned on Instagram and they delete the post and use the same two guide, like violations of their community standards or whatever it is of uh, promoting crime and coordinating harm. And they, del- they removed my post on Instagram because it goes against the community guidelines. But the point of this is, Chisholm, you can find pornography, girls' nipples hanging out, a piece of dental floss covering their crack. You can find people shooting each other. There's, there's a whole page dedicated to Chicago violence where people are just killing each other. You can actually see people get killed. That stuff's okay. But you can't kill a snake. I don't know, man. It's uh, insanity. And I wonder how far away we are from like all hunting slash pro Second Amendment content being banned on social media. I'm, I'm, my, my pause is me thinking. Um... Yeah, I mean, you just just give, just reflect on on this. You think, <laughs> what, take it whatever direction you want. But can you believe they, they suspended me for saying I didn't even kill it? I said I would kill that snake and make a hat man. So I would bet money that that was an algorithm bot driven move, right? There's not a human being that's monitored. It's impossible, right? They can't, they can't monitor every post out there uh, with an actual human being to try to discern the actual intent of that text, right? So it was a bot that banned you. And then I'm sure there's an automatic sort of trigger when you then take your post of your, you know, the, when you post a picture of the ban itself, I'm sure there's an automated response dr- generated to that too, right? Um, that doesn't mean it's okay. 
because the attempt to censor information, it proves the flaw in censorship, right? There is no uh, objective way to, to, you know, cleanse, to filter, in, you know, speech, information, writing, whatever however you want to call it, um, you know, without inevitably sliding towards way overdoing it, right? There's just not like what is okay and what is not. And how does that line stay nice and firm where everybody knows where it is? It's not a pot. It's not possible. What ends up happening is if you try to censor information gets replaced with propaganda because the guy holding the censorship sword gets to determine and dictate what is fact, what is real, what is worthwhile, what is valuable. And, and if that's coming from a particular worldview, then that's all you're going to get. Right. Mm. So it's not good. Um, as to the question of how long will it be before you can't even put a dead deer up? My guess would be longer than it may seem because I think there are just way too many people, you know, I, I know on a percentage basis, there's, there's not as many as there should be, but I don't know. Like there's 6% what, of the population hunts. 6% of the population of 330 million would be something like uh 1.8 million people i think no, no, no two million people no it would be like 16 million something like that that sounds right maybe i'm, I'm missing a zero right well so 10 percent would be 33 million so yeah, like yeah you're 16. right it's almost 20 million i, I was missing a I was missing somewhere in there yeah um yeah so you know there's 20 million users and you know there'd be an uproar from an additional, you know, 100 million people who think it's ridiculous, minimum 100 million people. Um, if they do do it, then, which is already kind of the case, right? There'll be new avenues popping up. I'm ready but, for the new avenues, man. Yeah, well, the first thing they're going to have to do is not use Amazon Web Services. Yeah. Just, just ask Parler. Um, man, this is one of those things that... Uh, it's a freaking when I, when I, I, when I really, like, when I really have my tinfoil hat cover, you know, pulled down over my eyes, uh-huh. I, I start to think, is that sort of thing just one of an infinite number of things that is deliberately used to distract, to, you know, infuriate, to, you know, drive your, your personal attention and emotions in a certain direction like the gun control stuff, right? They're never talking about any actual facts when they talk about gun control. They go to the most emotionally appealing stuff, right? The AR-15s. But then Biden takes office and he's, you know, swearing up and down he's going to solve the gun crisis in this country, quote, gun crisis. And then the first thing he does is try to move to ban like 3D, right, ghost guns and 3D printed guns and stuff, which is a... Because criminals use those very frequently. Non issue right it is have you ever seen one like just like have you ever seen a ghost gun i never have no i have a gun safe like with like 30 something guns right i I, i'm pretty well versed in in the gun industry (laughs) yeah exactly i mean never even seen one it's nonsense it was just a bone to throw to the people that they had riled all up and proved they actually don't really have that serious of an intention of doing anything about any of these you know issues like ar-15s that they say are issues that are non-issues right 
my, my point is things like harassing hunters, you know, freedom of speech. Is, is it all just are both sides in on this? Like, let's, you know, throw shit at each other and make it seem like we're at war uh, while, you know, the powers that be just profit off of the chaos and, um, you know, the deep state gets to pull their shady little tricks because people are, you know, the news media is reporting on Twitter fights instead of the fact that uh, the Biden administration blew up an effing hospital three weeks ago with a drone strike. Right. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like keeping a guy like you focused on whether or not your Instagram posts are going to get going to get hammered rather than focusing on the real shit that's going on in the world is of tremendous value to a lot of um you know powerful entities across this country my brother would say you are freaking conspiracy theorists way out there you whack job mm-hmm. but 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 why i mean they, they obviously do not like when i post pro second amendment stuff I, yeah like right but you also still have all of your platforms right right but, but they're not growing i mean i've been hammered no so i know bad. i don't get me wrong i mean I, i'm not saying they're not doing anything right I, but i'm just saying like Yes. How long is it going to be? Probably longer than you think, because again, I told you with my tinfoil hat pulled all the way over my eyes, this is what I'm saying. Right. But I just, you see, you see some of these things that, that are, you know, they make mountains out of, and then, you know, a year later, two years later, three years later, they're off the next thing. It just makes me wonder if it's not all just a diversionary tactic to keep our eyes off of whatever shady shit they're actually pulling. Well, talking about Biden's disdain for the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms. So he basically has figured out he can't do anything, like you said. So we're going to, the bone is that we're going to throw you ghost guns, which nobody knows anything about. Or, like I said, don't know where you could buy one. I wouldn't know the first thing about printing one. They're not being used to commit crimes. So what he did 10 days ago? Chisholm is ban the sale or basically quit issuing permits for license for FFL dealers in the United States to sell Russian ammo and guns. So why is that important? Well, somewhere between like 20, 30% of our ammunition is comes from Russia. Wolf really Tula. Yeah, like bulk buying of of nine mil, two two three, uh, then all of the Russian specific calibers, um, AK forty seven ammo. A, a majority of it comes from there. Especially forty seven is that seven six two? Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it? Pretty sure it is. I've, I don't know. I don't have an AK, but uh, but all that cheap steel cased ammo instead of brass, even most of that is coming from Russia. All, majority of it. And anyway. that makes up 20 to 30% of the American uh, ammo market? That's a conservative estimate that I got from this guy that wrote an article on it from International Sportsman. His name's Jeremy Mallet. Anyway, uh, he was on my other show last week, and we were talking about it. So why did Biden do this? Well, to make it harder for Americans to get ammo, drive the price up even more on American ammo. If you take out, well, let's say it was only, even if those numbers were high, if it was 10 or 15% of the market, you're going to now see an increase in cost on those on those calibers and that's just going to be a burden to the consumer 
So now he's just made it harder for us to get ammo. The most interesting thing about this is why they did it. There's got to be a reason, right? We didn't just say, hey, screw you, Russia. Um, Putin poisoned this dude <laughs> named Alexei Navalny in August of uh, last year, August 2020. This dude was poisoned with a Novichok nerve agent. And he ended up going to the hospital and was put into a medically induced coma. Recovers in Germany. And this was this was the the uh, the backstory of why Biden, the administration, put these sanctions on Russia because they poisoned this dude. Guess what? Russia's going to Russia. They're going to keep poisoning people. They're not going to. They're not. What's going to change? So the the premise behind it is just so asinine that this Navalny guy was calling out political corruption as like a, a um, opposition to Putin rules with a pretty strict hand, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so they poisoned the dude. <laughs> now Biden's like, no, no, Russia. Now, because of this, Americans can't buy your ammunition. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I certainly don't see the connection between <laughs> a Russian assassination and their ammunition. Um, I'd love to know if, is that like our single biggest import from Russia? I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how Biden's now trying to take shots at the Second Amendment is banning Russian ammunition because Putin poisoned some guy they didn't like. Yep. Well, Russia's going to Russia and Biden's going to Biden. It's certainly annoying, but oh, sorry, it's not a um, it's not a gun confiscation. So yeah, but you I, I guess my point is it, it continues to prove how ineffectual and neutered the democratic party is when it comes to this issue if they actually had the political um uh, momentum the political support to do anything about these issues they would absolutely do them but instead they nip around the edges with bs little you know feel-good stories about ghost guns and russian ammunition um and don't get me wrong that's gonna cause a, a you know like you said prices to go up well, we're already in a further, further shortage, shortages, right? right? Further shortages and all that stuff. It's going to be a pain in the ass, but uh, it could be worse. You saw that the David Chipman nomination is pretty much dead in the water. No, that's good though. Yeah, that dude hear is that. horrible news. Uh, yeah, he looks like an effing alien too. But uh, but yeah, and, and, but also, dude, that makes Biden look that much worse that his nominee is not going to be confirmed. Because uh, I think it is, who's the independent that senator from Maine? Is it King, Angus? What is the guy's name? I don't. know. Well, they're they're not supporting the nomination, and they usually vote with the Democrats. And then it was great for Mansion because Mansion didn't have to be the one to fall on the sword this time. He's like someone else. Can well, and that uh, that's awesome. I mean, I think we made that point one time, right? That they're you know Mansion kind of gets all the glory him and Cinema, but there's six, seven, eight, nine. Senators scattered across the country, you know, a tester up in Montana, obviously anybody in Vermont, New Hampshire and Maine, that's, you know, those people may be socially, you know, liberal Democrats, but they're also, you know, I think we've talked about this. Vermont has had open carry for like a hundred years. 
right? That mm-hmm. is the state. And in fact, Bernie Sanders has voted against gun restrictions and ammo restrictions and things in the past because people of Vermont dig their guns. People of Maine, you know, where they got bears to worry about, definitely dig their guns. They have they have grizzlies in Maine. No. Or is that all west? West. Okay. They have probably the most dense black bear population though in the lower 48. I would imagine they probably get real big up there. I've never been to Maine. I'd love to go though. Have some uh a lobster roll. But anyway, point being it's a unique state in that it's got the typical East Coast sensibilities in some ways, but then a very rural, you know rural bend to it that uh kind of balances it out i guess um but yeah my main point is there are a number of senators across the country who aren't going to uh get themselves reelected if they're voting for you know massive gun regulation or you mm-hmm. know whatever it would be well do you have anything else you want to add to today's uh broadcast here it's been real half-assed so sorry. I was, gonna, I was feeling everybody the same way. for that. We've just kind of like <laughs> I, we called we called each other today. It was like, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's just record and see what happens. So uh we sometimes apologize. you gotta do it for the algo guys. <laughs> uh, we'll do let's touch on this. Week. Let's touch on this abortion thing for just a minute. Uh also I, on I, September. I don't think 1st. Most people are still listening. We should just do that next week. They've already tuned out. They're like, these guys are just going on. The only point I want to make about it is I did see this morning. The super quick background, Texas on September 1st also had a bill go into law uh, that basically makes it illegal to get an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Um, and very strangely, it allows like you or me to like sue an abortion provider if they, we find out that they're doing this service after six weeks and actually sue the mother herself and sue like the doctor themselves and sue like supposedly I heard, well, this may have just been a leftist making up bullshit, but even claiming like that if somebody like an Uber driver drove a person to get an abortion knowingly that they could be held somehow liable. I don't know if any of that shit's true, but um, it is interesting that you can sue f- someone for this that when you're completely not related to the matter. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a six weeks ban and the Supreme Court this week voting in five to four fashion, not surprisingly, refused to uh, hear argument on basically an emergency stay that abortion clinics in Texas tried to get, um, you know, they went to the Fifth Circuit, Fifth Circuit turned them down. So they took it to the Supreme Court saying, hey, this bill's going into effect September 1st, you know, constitutional violation, blah, 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 and the Supreme Court, and you can guess exactly how that 5-4 broke down, voted not to take up the case. So the law stands. Um, it doesn't change Roe versus Wade, but it definitely indicates that what all conservatives were hoping, and that is that we had five legitimate pro-life members of the court that might overturn Roe versus Wade. Uh, that's more likely now than it's ever been. And there's actually a case they are taking next year in Mississippi. I think they have a 15-week ban that they've proposed where they're going to address the question head on. I think Florida um, and South Carolina, I saw today, are also going to be considering it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, uh, I think Georgia's already passed. It's going to be a flurry across the Bible Belt, for sure. Um, one of the things I've heard a lot of conservative commentators point out is that, and this is the case with a lot of Democratic policy, right? So much of what Democrats want to do is very unpopular with the average American citizen. Very unpopular right? Critical race theory, very unpopular. Abortion, unlimited, no restriction abortion, 
like almost 70% of Americans say they don't dig that at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 70% of Americans say 66, maybe that some level of threshold, you know, whether that's 18 weeks or, you know, 24 weeks or, you know, after the third trimester, you can't do it or whatever. Right. Yet Democrats in, you know, New York state cheer when they get a bill passed last year or year before that eliminated all restrictions. You can kill a baby the day it's due in New York. And they, then they cheered wildly in the New York state assembly for passing that, that legislation point is God. this shit's not popular. And so what the Democrats have done since the fifties is use the American judicial system to create policy instead of Congress, because they don't have the political capital political support to get their BS through Congress, right? Because people will get voted out. So they manipulate the legal system and they create law through judicial opinions instead of creating law through the legislative process. Now we have a 5-4 majority in the, the Supreme Court that, as we've talked about, are, are, they use a textualist interpretation. They're not willing to create law. They're only going to interpret the law on the books, right? Um, my main point is that Pelosi has... Pelosi is a great thing. Yes. Pelosi has already announced that she'll be um, submitting for a vote in the House some sort of actual bill to thwart what is happening in Texas and these other states at a federal level. Um, It'll be the if she manages to actually do that. Yeah, she's horrible. Um, She's I mean, like she's a bad person. She's literally doing the devil's work, dude. Literally, yeah. literally doing. It. She is a, I think she's possessed by a demon spirit, and I'm not even joking. That's where I am at spiritually now. Demonic possession is real, and that broad <laughs> is possessed. <clears throat> um, but it, 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 my point is that hasn't happened. Like ever since Roe versus Wade, Congress has not been willing to touch abortion because they know if they try to do that sort of thing at a federal level, it's going to cost them seats. She's going to put her money where her mouth is she claims i'll be very interested to see if she follows through with it and it wasn't just a media soundbite that she wanted to t- try to capitalize on but if she does she's going to be putting this abortion issue to the test through the body in congress that is you know truly represents the populace at large right mm-hmm. uh, we should have started with this this is great i hope people are still listening <laughs> <laughs> we can recap it a little bit more next week as the as the matter unfolds but uh, but yeah i mean she's gonna if she really does that and it, it may it may vanish just as quick as it came like she might have already gotten calls from a hundred of her representatives saying you're gonna get me out of office if we push a you know you know no holds barred you know abortion bill through congress if she does do it all of those democrats are going to have to before next year's election you know put their line in the sand as to where they stand on the issue of abortion and um i bet it doesn't go well for them they're but but basically the gist of this is she's trying to take it out of the state's hands and saying states no longer of course yeah yeah because because hey democrats don't like state rights Maybe she's going to try to codify Roe versus Wade, which basically says um, that there's a point at which it basically says the states can regulate this matter, but there's a point at which where they go overboard and they kind of think 18 weeks is the right spot, but it's not really firmed up law. It's kind of just like what they call dicta in the legal world where they sort of acknowledge this seems like a reasonable place to put it but we're not necessarily calling that like a firm mandate because again Mm -hmm. the supreme court wouldn't have had the legal authority to do that 
to make a date up and make a, you know, a, a timeline up um, based on like science and, you know, without any actual policy making behind it. So she may be, she may come forward and try to say, we're going to ban any restrictions on abortion throughout the country that uh, would be on cases where it's, you know, 18 weeks or less. Uh, no, 18 weeks or more, I guess. Right. Saying basically, you know, abortion is totally legal everywhere up to 18 weeks. That would kind of marry up to she is. would kind of marry up to Roe versus Wade, um, and actually wouldn't be that wildly unpopular because that's about I think a majority of Americans feel like that's a reasonable place to put it. Who's on the Mount Rushmore of woke heroes right now? Pelosi, Fauci. Oh man, let's see. Um, Ariana Grande. You know she's tr- she's trans now. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Captain America, all of her whatever that douchebag's name is. I think he's up there. Playlist. Um, oh, wait. No, I didn't have any of her music on my playlist. Anyway, wait. Something about Captain America? Yeah, that actor that plays Captain America is super woke. Huh. Um, so is the broad Brie Larson, I think, that plays. Uh, she's basically the corpse that plays. Um, um, what's her name? What's that? The, 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 the chick character from Marvel, Captain Marvel, I think, or something. Dude, I'm out on. The I don't know. It's not my scene. I don't watch that stuff. Not, not, not my scene either. Um, yeah, there's plenty of them. <laughs> there um, well, interesting stuff on the abortion front. Good, good job, Texas. I mean, I, that one kind of snuck through on me. I didn't even know we were pushing that, and it just kind of was like, boom, we did this. Were yeah. you up to snuff on that? I, I was. Man, I don't. I don't even remember hearing about it when they would have passed it back in the spring. To be honest with you, there were so many. There were so many bills flying around. Um, obviously, the national media was really focused on the voting rights stuff. Um, probably because they didn't think for one second that a six-week abortion ban would pass. Uh, well, I, 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 at least they probably hoped it wouldn't pass at the Supreme Court level. Yeah, it definitely slipped by them. <laughs> but um, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal the Supreme Court didn't challenge it. We'll see what precedent it sets for other states. So, um, man, like I said, we apologize. We'll do better next time. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll, I think we need to have uh, more guests on. I liked having the, the Marines on. Yeah, I was thinking we should maybe do that like once a month. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Those are yeah. good dudes. Yeah. And I think we're going to take them deer hunting or hog hunting at your... Uh, yeah, we need to ranch. fix that up. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 44 of Justified Pursuit. For the counselor, Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. See you guys next week. We suck again. Family's been torn apart. Doesn't have to be this way.